Hello, I'm Molly Cooper and this is a Snapshot episode where we bring you inside scoops from the travel, design and creative spheres. It's the same Creator Spaces content, now in Coffee Break Conversations. In today's Snapshot episode, we're talking about hotels. From showcasing local artists to working with regional food producers, their influence goes way beyond simply providing a place to stay. And I'm delighted to welcome Kira Turnbull, who started her career photographing hotels around the world over 10 years ago now. Kira, I can't wait to get into this topic with you. Welcome to Curator Spaces. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, well, thank you for having me in your denim studio, no less. It's yeah. very swanky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband's studio. We share an office in Shoreditch. Um, and then he, uh, you know, we both are big travelers. So yeah. we're back and forth all the time. But it's good to have some workspace. Definitely. A little base to come back to. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I know you've had quite the life, actually. So I can't wait to get into A, hotels, but B, first of all, you and your background and sort of hear how you've ended up in East London. Yeah. I mean, so I guess I had an interesting background growing up. I grew up in the Bahamas, actually, on a very remote island called Andros Island. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, my parents met down there in the 70s and my dad's a marine biologist my mom's an artist so they just decided to stay yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, why uh, wouldn't you yeah, yeah so it was very interesting growing up you know it was me and my sister kind of running around barefoot on the beach and you know kind of enjoying island life and it was it was great and actually you know that's how I got into my love of of travel and hotels because uh, I lived right next to a little a dive resort called, yeah, called Smoho Bay. And it was just a family-run resort. It's still there. And it was the first dive resort in the Bahamas. So I got kind of used to the hotel life a bit and being kind of entrenched in all that oh goes God. with it. That just sounds so idyllic. <laughs> like, what? I grew up near Manchester and we just were not running around barefoot <laughs> next to I, dive schools. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, it had its faults, you know, but yeah. it was amazing. And, um, and yeah, so I grew up there for about 13 years and then we we decided to move back to New York where my dad's from. And um, and yeah, so I kind of grew up half and half, you know, both on islands still, but I got to experience life in the States and life right outside of living in New York City. Um, so it was great. It was definitely a juxtaposition between the two worlds, but uh, it was an experience I'll, I'll never Regret. Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. And then how did you get into photography? Obviously, you've got this amazing portfolio and you've really seen some incredible spaces. I'd love to hear a bit how that all started for you and how it's come to here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, creativity was always in my bones. My mom's an amazing painter. And my dad, actually, uh, when he started marine biology, he's, he was scuba diving. And so in order to kind of look at research more critically, he would start photographing a lot of the specimens he was studying. And so he got really into underwater photography. And so, uh, you know, I was always creative. I was painting. I was drawing. I was doing fashion show design at 10. And, um, you know, one summer I was really bored when I was 16. And my dad got me a camera. He got me a Nikon. I think it was D40 or something a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was it. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. that was it. And, uh, and I just did it for fun, took some classes. And then, uh, after college is when I really, I actually wanted to be a fashion photographer. 
Um, so I looked at working at magazines. And then uh, I got an interview at, at Travel and Leisure. And I didn't realize how big that was in the travel industry, really. I knew it was big. <laughs> this little mag. Cool. Just this little magazine. And, um, you know, as an assistant and you're, you're starting from scratch and you're learning a lot of things. But I, I got it. And that really changed my life. Yeah. Oh, I can so imagine just doing that absolute catapult into a different a different universe and go from there. Yeah, you really don't realize it. And, and you know, once I got in there, I just fell absolutely in love with hotels. I fell in love with travel. I realized I could combine all of my interests in one, photography, travel, design, people, culture. Um, so it was really special. And, uh, you know, I was there for almost five years. So it was Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really lovely segue, actually, into what we're going to talk about today, how hotels, they're not just beds. They're not somewhere to go and stay and just spend a night or lay your weary head. They are spaces that have a real role to play in the communities they're in, and they can do a lot more, especially in terms of design or leading the charge in sustainability or supporting local people. And I guess you've seen so many amazing hotels. You must have such a good understanding how different hotels have approached this and sort of taken that responsibility on, I guess. And I'd love to hear a bit about your experience and what you've seen out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky. I've gotten to, especially actually in the last three years, I've gotten to travel quite extensively and I've visited some incredible hotels and some hotels that maybe not so much, (laughs) (laughs) but mostly incredible. Um, I've worked with a great brand for the last three years called Small Luxury Hotels. And they have incredible, you know, an incredible portfolio of different um, small hotels, small boutique hotels, and especially sustainable hotels. Um, so I think when I started at TNL, I guess it was in uh, 2014, you know, the kind of idea of sustainable hotels and design-driven hotels was really starting. And you can kind of see how that's evolved over the last, I mean, I guess the last 10, almost really, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been to some incredible places where they're really not just focusing on sustainable materials, but how they can give back to the communities, mm. how they can work with local artisans and bring, you know, local design and studios into the hotel space. You know, I feel like back when hotels were really becoming a thing back in the 60s and 70s, you know, the golden era, it wasn't really about the community and the local culture and design. It was about here are these amazing, you know, robes that are from Paris, but you're all the way in like Fiji, you know, so it wasn't sustainable. You had to bring everything over. Um, So I think it is really cool to see how a lot of hotels are really giving back. Mm -hmm. They're building these spaces and they realize that they also then have to contribute back to the people, back to the community, the culture. Yeah, I think that's so interesting, this sort of shift you were talking about. And before it feels like, you're right, hotels would, they'd pick a plot of land and they would have architects' plans drawn up half a world away and they'd come and they'd build it and it sort of impose their vision on the local space and the community. And there was no real, like, how do we weave in the local people, the culture, the history, the heritage? And actually, I think travel itself has really changed and people don't want to go to, like, a cookie cutter, the same hotel they've seen on another island somewhere else in the world. They really want to go and have this authentic, like meaningful travel. Have you seen that sort of shift as well in this bigger travel sphere? Uh, yes, especially after COVID. Smaller hotels, more boutique hotels, 
considerate hotels became important, not only because they were smaller spaces and people were trying to avoid getting COVID while also being on vacation and being with their family, but they they realized that they wanted to give back to smaller businesses that have really suffered from COVID. So, you know, from my experience and the people I know in the industry, that definitely was a massive trend and it still continues to be. Um, and, you know, where I grew up in the Bahamas, the the hotel, it's called Small Hope Bay Lodge. Uh, they actually did a lot of building locally just because you know, everything was there, all the resources, you know, you go in and you walk inside of the main uh, kind of lounge area and, you know, you have all this beautiful woodwork and carving from Mm. uh, the Red Bay's community and they create all these local baskets made from uh, silver top palms. So they're really using a lot of the resources that are around them. They'll grab driftwood, bring it in, carve it, or they'll take the driftwood and they'll make it into a bench. So I think they're actually a great example of using local materials and working with local communities to bring design and enhance your hotel experience. Definitely. And then even in itself, just by doing that, it's so sustainable. You're not shipping in huge loads of materials and stuff when you actually have all these resources literally washing up on your beach in that case. Literally washing up on your beach. You know, you have like shells and you go pick the shells and then all of a sudden like that's become a beautiful shell shelf. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do that. I also, um, there's a great hotel around there called Kamalami Key and my amazing friends own it and they do very similar things. They'll take massive driftwood and, you know, they'll grab all the thatch palm and that's how they build, they'll dry it. And then that's how they build all of their exterior bars. So I think um, it's a great idea Actually, island hotels are a great example of how you use those local resources well because you're on an island. Exactly, yeah. And often it's the cheapest, easiest way to do it. Exactly. And then what about, so we're over in London, so quite far from a tropical (laughs) island, especially on a day like today. Are there any sort of maybe more city or European hotels that really spring to mind when you think about hotels as leading this charge and really setting a good example of how they can be a good neighbour, give back to communities, design and build responsibly yeah I mean I actually think the Hoxton Hotels does a really good job at that yeah they do a great job and also bringing in local you know local food and different cultures depending on where they're located I think they do a great job with that they work with a company called Natural Mat um, that also you know that's their mattress brand that they work with so you know the Hoxton I've always had my eye on them since they started And I know that when I was at Travel and Leisure, it was really big because they are huge about community building, whether it's design, whether it's, you know, bringing in the culture or the neighborhood that you're located in. I mean, another great example in the UK is the pig hotels or the pig hotels. And they have this menu. I've been to a few and they have this menu called the, I think it's the 20 or 25 mile menu. So they want to make sure that all of their products and their produce comes locally. And you'll start to see more and more hotels do that. They're not going to ship in the the oysters or the caviar. Mm. They're going to say, actually, like, you know, these oysters aren't from the East Coast in New York. They're from, you know, right right outside in the mangroves. Like in Brazil, that was 
Um, another thing is they try to showcase the local food. Mm, you know, yeah, so important. And actually, a lot of it starts at the table. Like you go to a hotel to stay, but you really sit down, you eat, you drink, you connect with whoever you're with, and it's all about sitting down, eating good food. And if it's come from that local area, it just takes your experience to a whole new level, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Japan does a great job at that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, when I ask them where they really want to go, they say Japan. And I yes. think it's because they do such a good job there, don't they? They have like such a Japanese style, a way of living, a way of eating. And it's just completely different to anywhere else in the world. They do such a good way of staying true to their heritage and their past. It makes it just such an appealing destination, doesn't it? Yeah. I actually went to Japan for the first time this year. So I was so, yeah, I was yeah. so, it was so nice. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of connection there for me. My husband's brand is is based in Japan, so he's always talked about it since yeah. we've been together. And then um, my parents, weirdly, <laughs> they love Japanese design. I mean, yeah. it's not weird. It's beautiful. And um, so our house in the Bahamas is actually, like, designed, designed like a Japanese, like, ryokin. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they have shoji screens and they have bamboo and you know it's amazing and they have uh tansu mats and so when i went to japan yeah you really do have this kind of new like way of seeing things because of how they live and also what they value you kind of feel like you slow down a bit they are a lot of japanese like they do perfect their craft Mm -hmm. um especially in design i went to this amazing um, hotel. We were we were photographing it for a uh, small luxury hotel. It's called Sawaka, mm-hmm. uh, right in kind of the old area of Kyoto. And so they really made sure they renovated the old Ryokin, but they made sure that they preserved a lot of the design. And like their 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 water comes from the spring below. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they work with a lot of local artisans. So I just I thought that was fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean design in japan really gave me like a nice inspiration yeah. i guess because i'm i'm building and and we just bought our first home congratulations so, thank you. <laughs> so i'm all like my instagram's just like loaded with design now. yeah pinterest. Like everything pinterest design <laughs> yeah um that's so and there's actually something you said just then about this idea of like craftsmanship mm-hmm. and actually that just feels like such a nice way to sort of summarize it up across whether it's food or design or whatever it is like hotels I think can really focus on this idea of craft and putting it at the heart of whatever bit of that hotel journey it is. Um, I think that's a very nice way of sort of saying it. And the other thing I want to touch on is you said just then about your parents and they built their own home. Yeah. I feel like that's such an interesting story. And I'd love to know if this would like, we've just been speaking about designing responsibly, like consciously doing our bit for the planet. Is that something that they try to do in their own at home project? Yeah. I mean, you know, building a house they built their house from scratch in the Bahamas back in the 80s yeah they were big hippies oh my god (laughs) um you know yeah you have to think about what you can get there locally and what you need to ship in and they do you know they do think about that my mom's always buying these beautiful baskets I now have her same obsession with baskets (laughs) from you know the local artisans that live there in the Red Bay's community they've been doing it for 150 years and you know we we always like the idea of giving back to to our home and and the islands and um yeah re uh using a batiking fabric my mom that's how my mom got her start down there she ran a batiking company that was also um 
part of the the boutique hotel down there. And so it was lots of fabrics. So mm-hmm. we would use those for design. Uh, but yes, they, they built their own house. <laughs> and it's still there, you know. It survived a few hurricanes. Uh, but yeah, they, they use a lot of antiques. So, you know, they're resourcing old furniture that they can give and breathe new yeah. life into. Yeah. That's so interesting. I guess going off that then, if someone is listening in and they're feeling inspired or maybe they want to do a project of their own and they're like, oh yeah, I want to be eco, I want to be sustainable, I want to do so in a way that's respectful of where I am in the world and has that sense of place. Do you have any learnings or experiences maybe from your parents' project or from just traveling the world that you sort of share with them? Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of... Um, inspiration for my current house actually from all the hotels I've been to and all the traveling I've done uh you know like just little things too like I'm getting people you know bathrobes or dressing gowns for guests and you know some of the design elements as well especially in bedrooms like what makes people feel cozy Mm -hmm. you know what makes people have that nice little like touch that a hotel has that maybe a house doesn't but can't you bring the hotel to the home 100 percent. when I moved in my spare bedroom was like a dumping zone for literally months yeah, and that's same. Just, I don't think I've ever quite got there but having that sort of like how can you give people that little, even when they are away from home they might not be in a hotel but that same sort of oh what a treat to be away yeah. for the night no chocolates on pillows though yeah but maybe like a little lavender on the pillows oh, gorgeous <laughs> get a good night's yeah. sleep while you're exactly it. love it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would say always, like, look around at your surroundings and see what's available. Again, when my parents were building, you know, the island called Andros, it's mostly made of limestone, which is actually an amazing building material. It's super sturdy. It's gorgeous. And it's also, you can find fossils in the rocks. Yeah, so a lot of people, uh, you need a really good mason to to do the working. But once you start carving away at the limestone, you can create these beautiful porches So there would be these gorgeous porches built and then you'd look and you'd see like a coral that's been imprinted as a fossil. Yeah. So I I would say always look around at your your surroundings, right? Like in in England where we are, um, you know, people are using their they're using wood, they're Mm -hmm. using, you know, local materials. And I think, yeah, it is very important. Like you wouldn't use that type of wood or material in you know japan you probably use bamboo yeah i love that it's so easy to just go straight onto the internet and google and see what someone else is doing in america but actually maybe leave your phone at home go out have a look around see what materials are right before your eyes exactly love that oh well it's been so fun chatting kira i do always like to wrap up with a quick fire round if you're up for it yeah let's go these will all be loosely hotel design themed okay love it what is the best hotel you've ever stayed in oh oh my god that's hard Sorry, it's like choosing a child um honestly i think one of the best hotels i've stayed at is forestus and the dolomites Ooh. yes it was incredible. I went with my husband and we had this great amount of snow that had just fallen. And it's, again, a very sustainable hotel. They really work with all the local like food purveyors. And it was incredible. The food's amazing. You ski on and off because we're big skiers. So it was really fun. Um, the cocktails are incredible. Uh, and the building was they they use all this natural wood. They're all about like being one with the forest. And I just 
That sounds amazing. Are you a first lift kind of girl or a long lunch? I am a first lift girl, but I did have a really bad fall. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had one too many bombardinos. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it happens to the best of us. I know, it was the last run, so it was fine. You know what it always is, though? It always, it always is. is. You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the three things to you that really make a hotel? Um, the people. I'm going to yes. say first. Mm-hmm. People really make your experience genuine, and yeah. they make... It one that you'll remember. Mm-hmm. You know, you might remember the beautiful design and the, obviously the location, mm-hmm. but the experiences and the people, those yeah. are the ones that you hold forever. 100%. The other two or just people? The other two is food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive foodie. Um, so, you know, you have to have a good food. And again, I love going to a place and having local food where things are locally made. There's an amazing hotel called Villa Planinka in Slovenia. Ooh. And yeah, they I think they just got Michelin recommended. Oh, look at them all. Yeah, and they worked with, I, I was, again, shooting for them, and we went around and, you know, went to a local cheese farm, and we went to a farmer down the street. Oh. Yeah, delicious food. And Slovenian food is amazing. Like, people, I think, like, overlook Slovenia, mm. and I would say go. Go to Slovenia. Es- especially if you want to look at, you know, outdoor hiking and like any kind of nature and tourism and also the food the food's amazing okay take this as your sign people listening yeah in the summer (laughs) how about england then or the uk sorry do you have any favorite spots uh okay well i mean one of my favorite hotel groups is the pig i do love them um i went to the pig in devon and that was incredible um and then i really really love dorset yeah, yes. I love Dorset. I've been a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's the you know this kind of wild, rugged coastline, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just addicted to being by the water. Yes. I grew up by the water. My dad's a sailor. Like it was my whole family scuba dive, so it's very important to me. And I just mm-hmm. love that Dorset. You kind of feel like you're just on top of this beautiful yeah. cliff, and you know, amazing pubs and mm-hmm. great. Great walking trails, actually. Yeah, those views yeah. are amazing. Yeah. yeah, good answer. I didn't expect you to say Dorset. I love mm, it. Love I'm it. here for it. <laughs> and then where's next on your travel list then? Can be worldwide. Mm, I mean, I have to go to New York next week for work, but for me, that's also going home, so it's not a big deal. Oh, man, next on my list. I mean, I'm actually trying to go back to Japan with my husband, but we want to go to Hokkaido and go skiing. Oh, cool. So it might be a very last minute trip. If he has a work trip, we'll try to ski after. Yeah, February. I love that. Best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, it's been so fun having you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thank you so much for listening to this Curator Spaces episode. And if you've enjoyed listening, please do hit that follow or subscribe button. It helps so much with finding new brilliant partners who keep the podcast going so that we can keep sharing the stories behind all of these amazing spaces. And if you are looking for more content, you can find links in the show notes to both our Instagram and Substack, or you can subscribe for our weekly roundup of slow travel and under the radar finds. But I'll catch you next time for more Curated Spaces. Curated Spaces.